506, happy Friday to you. It's the final hour of the program for the week. And uh, to get us started here, let's welcome Phil Kerner, the tool and die guy, uh, for his weekly visit. Phil, how are you, sir? Well, it's good to be back. I missed you guys terribly last week. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, we did a we did a best of. It's been two weeks, huh? I know. I, I did miss you, though. But uh, before we jump into it, I guess uh, you, you did say you have a caller that's been Yeah, let, let's let's grab this call. Hey, uh, caller, you're live with Joel Natale, Phil Kerner, and the Bills family singers here on Talk Erie. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Happy Friday. Thank you. Same to you, sir. So I, I didn't catch all of uh, Mayor Schember's um, uh, show, I guess, or his, his time on the show. Uh, and I, I, I realized that we got uh, Amazon coming into the former Steris building. Uh, I, I don't know if he had anything much, or much to do with that. I hope he did. Uh, but I wanted to find out, um, you know, besides the parks and other infrastructure improvements, um, anything else in the works to attract life-sustaining wage jobs to the area that we can look forward to in the future? Yeah, you know, uh, you, where, where the center of the universe for that all is is um, is with Chris Groner and who has moved to the county uh, as part of the Erie County Redevelopment Authority. And, and again, he still works for the city under contract, but is a, is a county – uh, well, uh, you know, economic development authority uh, uh, employee. So you've got this. You've got this interesting infrastructure that you know that the that the mayor and the county executive have have impact on. Yet it's really, really the center of the universe is in the private sector or quasi public sector, and and really uh, the onus for creating those uh, those family sustaining jobs is sitting at the chamber at the Erie Growth the Erie Regional Growth Partnership. And um, and also uh, with the Erie Erie County Redevelopment Authority, honestly, those you know, if we if we expect government to make jobs, I don't I don't see it happening. Oh no no no! Yeah, let me let me let me clarify. You're absolutely right. The private sector is what actually brings the jobs in or creates the jobs and develops them, builds them, etc. But in history, what for instance, you know, the, the big one, GE, what brought GE here was not only the, the workforce that was available at the time, um, very malleable, very, you know, willing to, to come into work and all that and make their, uh, their chances plausible here, but also the climate in, in a municipality making it possible for, you know, a business to come in and flourish. Uh, that's where the city kind of comes in and, and doesn't make sure it eliminates the unnecessary roadblocks, um, you know, make sure that it could pass or navigate the uh, uh, the zoning regulations sure. and, and everything else. I mean, make it as appealing as possible. And I've got to bring this up since we're talking about that. Uh, since the '70s, since the mid, slightly you know below the mid '70s, um, we've been trying to make Erie a tourist town and really bolster the tourist. And I know tourism brings money to town, um, but and until they offer Erie as a destination on the wheel of fortune and the Price is Right and the shows like that. <laughs> I don't think we could really count on that as being a staple or a mainstay. Uh, it's a cherry on top of the cake, but first you have to have the cake to put the cherry on. Um, too many people I know have left, and I've been yeah. pressured to leave and go to, quote-unquote, greener pastures. Uh, you know, 
and I'm I'm not from Erie. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And but Erie had so much going for it in the in the '60s and '70s. And when we when my family moved here, I was thrilled. And then before my very eyes, I saw it dis- disintegrating. Um, you know, business after business folding, closing, moving out, you know, et cetera, and not much else replacing it. Um, you know, I, I don't understand why. Well, Other parts of the country are booming, and we're still floundering. Well, I, I think I think there are some macro – just just to kind of put some perspective from my end, uh, there are some macroeconomic issues that we're dealing with here in, 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 in the Northeast. Number one, uh, you're up against a right-to-work state. and uh, in, So I lived in Tennessee for about four to five years. And, and again, you know, Nashville is the it uh, town right now, you know, uh, growth uh, on an exponential basis. And uh, there's a lot of things that they have that we don't. And, and, and part of it is metropolitan government. So there's, you know, it's basically one one kind of zoning scheme for the entire county of Davidson. And, you know, and, and, you know, you can get into the nitty gritty here. But some of these things are much bigger than Erie. But you're you're right. I mean, uh, honestly, um, you know, we've got to make sure that the our our uh, regula- regulations, our uh, ordinances are not so onerous that they would uh, keep uh, people away from uh, investing into the city. But here's the thing. There's so many uh, programs and plans and, and, and incentives and uh, and and things that you can get if you if you're bringing jobs into a community in Pennsylvania, there there's just all kinds of things that, that they can that they're very competitive with. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just want to make sure that we that you understand or at least it, from my reporting from from all of my conversations I have on this show, the idea that we are we are exchanging tourism. Uh, for manu- you know, exchanging manufacturing for tourism is a misnomer. Manufacturing's been gone. We're trying to backfill. We're trying to backfill the the Steris's and the Besiris Eries and the Marks Toys and and, and all sure, of these sure. the, you know these things that left you know in the '70s and '80s. We're trying to backfill them with uh, something that we can hold to our own, and it's you know it's a billion dollar well, industry. You know, it employs 25,000 people. Yeah. For example, you have Pittsburgh that has reinvented itself. Sure. It didn't stay down for long. But a fundamental question that comes to my mind, and and this is something that's quite easy, actually. It's it's transient. Okay, fine. Why are they getting all the Hollywood movies being shot down there? And we're not. That thing you do wasn't even shot in Erie. It was shot somewhere else. And and I'm sorry. It's an excuse. Erie downtown doesn't look like uh, the period that we're trying to shoot. But, well, they have a way of doing that. Sure. When they have a will, they have a way, and they'll 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 make downtown Erie look it. They'll pump the money in there. They'll you know. But it was easier um, to do that in Orange, California, and just do you know fronts that look like Erie as opposed to actually redoing Erie. You know? Yeah. There's towns that make it appealing and make it well, easy to do it. Are we? That's my question. Are are we doing that? Are we inviting? We we putting out the invitation out to come over here, yeah, to shoot your movie here, indie, mm, Hollywood, yeah. whatever, uh, and that's just one small slice of the larger picture. That it's not manufacturing. Yeah, there's a plethora of other, you know, tech, 
Well, and, and I think you're going to see a lot more push for 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 tech types and coders and and um, uh, you know those that are in the business to to land themselves um, here in Erie where where you can get a, a nice house for two hundred three hundred thousand dollars and not have to pay uh, one point two million to get a teapot house in Palo Alto. But I'm going to let you go. But you're bringing up some great <laughs> points. Thanks so much for the call. I really appreciate it. Sure. All right. Take care. Yeah, you Bye. too. Yeah, let's uh, let's bring uh, Phil and Paul in on that conversation. Phil, um, you know uh, the 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 false dichotomy that we have we are dumping manufacturing for tourism. There's no grand poopa. There's no Wizard of Oz that's saying, okay, we're going to close down these tool and die shops so that we can build more hotels. Well, you know, um, yes, I was going to circle back to that because I know that's quite a popular thing to do today. Uh, circle back. Circle but, back. But I, I I do have yeah. Since we're on that topic, here's the deal in my head. We were not prepared to lose all our work to the Pacific Rim. This town had gotten itself to the top of the game in the tool and die and plastic industries, all right? And when so much of that work left, this town was left in a vacuum. Uh, I remember back then in the early 2000s, late 1999, that area, uh, Phil English was our congressman, and uh, he was caught flat-footed. And, you know, our work was leaving for pennies on the dollar. And these tool shops had invested hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, uh, into a business that was just leaving. And these were high-paying jobs with lots of overtime. And, you know, they weren't the GEs with the pension and everything, uh, but they were good-paying jobs. And they yeah, were you could be jobs. 23 making 75 grand a year as a, as a, tool, as a tool worker. Absolute as a tool and die maker, yeah, right? We had this whole yeah. setup with the apprenticeships mm-hmm. that the trade, the knowledge was getting passed down. Listen, again, I'm always very careful not to be the uh, the old guy, you know, just lamenting how it used to be. But it was a beautiful system, all right. And, and it again, wasn't that long ago, Phil. It was within the last 20 years that exactly, that reality exactly. was real. Exactly. But it's, uh, it tells you how fast the world moves, doesn't it? And it does. And I remember a big book back then that was out was called Who Who Moved My Cheese or Who Stole My Cheese. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have it. Right. Yeah. Who Moved My Cheese. You know, and I get it. Uh, It's interesting, though. Uh, It's sometimes it's not that easy to reinvent yourself and take the skills you've spent 20 or 30 years honing and apply that to something, um, you know, that's equitable with your knowledge and uh, pay wise. So then the next, and I get it, I hear people say that, and I've probably grumbled about that a few times myself, you know, the tourist thing. And listen, you know, we are a jewel here. I get that. My only complaint about the jewel on the lake here, because we've got the peninsula, the Cleveland and Buffalo do not have that. Uh, It's an amazing facility we have here, but we only get three or four good months of weather, right? Yeah. I mean, to this point, you know, my son's getting married in June. And I, I don't know yet. I, 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 I do know uh, they'll, they'll, where they're getting married. It won't be outside because you know what? Even in Erie in June, you're taking a 50-50 chance you're going to get rained out, right? <laughs> right. right. The weather's not guaranteed. Yeah. So people love this town. The biggest complaint would be, uh, I don't think anybody like you said was an excellent point that anybody ever said, this is what we're going to do. All these manufacturing jobs, when they leave, we're going to replace them with with hospitality service jobs. jobs yeah right 
The problem is, is that's what happened. And unfortunately, you know, I, I know a bartender, a, a, a good server at a good place. They can make a nice, nice couple bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but that's not a career for most people. All right. Mm -hmm. The other stuff we had was a career. So the big argument is, or, or, or debate would be, I agree. We didn't plan on replacing with that, but that's kind of what happened. Right. Well, and I'm not sure we're in any other boat that, that, that the rest of the Rust Belt. Paul, I mean, again, you're still you're still on the line. Right. I mean, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it, but it's it, it, nobody ever waved a magic wand and said, we're getting rid of manufacturing and we're going to turn us into a tourist town. Yeah. We're, we've become a tourist town in place of I mean, they left and we had to do something. Yeah. So that's just where we're at. Yeah, and, and, and again, I, th I honestly, I feel like um, uh, every community in the U.S. is having to reinvent itself. And uh, uh, but unfortunately, we're not going to teach, uh, you know, you're not going to teach me how to code at 58. I'm sorry, you know, like if if this thing went away, and I'm supposed to learn how to code now, that's silly. We right? would do a we would do a podcast right from here, Joel. You, I got your back. <laughs> to, right to, from to do here. the codes. I have, I, I have another microphone. <laughs> and and, and, I, back and, in you know, and and true disclosure, I have actually learned some code. You right. know, I I've built websites. You right. know, for goodness' right. sake. And so, like, I you know, I do like to learn and you know, be an autodidactic and and, and so on. But but honestly, for for people to say. Okay, yeah, we're you know, we're, okay, uh, coal worker, we're gonna teach you how to code. Forty-five-year-old uh, coal, coal worker in different, different West mindset. Virginia, totally Holy different smokes. skill set, totally different skill right. set. I gotta take my break. It's twenty after five. We'll be right back. Uh, it's Tool and Die Guy, Bill's Family Singers, and Natalie, all on a Friday. Five twenty-one. All right, we're already off to a good start here with the Tool and Die guy and Paul and Shaney Bills. Uh, Phil Kern is with us. 814-679-1080. 814-679-1080. No such thing as a light Friday with you, Phil. Well, I try to keep it light, uh, but you they know, keep I, on they, sucking you back in. They, you know? they keep on pulling me back in. I yeah. know, but I got to tell you, um, you had such a great week of, of programming. And I was so impressed uh, with this this uh, the, the gentleman Paul is it Voitech or Voitech? Uh, Voitech, yeah. For the Water Authority. Now I know I guess I'm a nerd when I'm getting excited about the Water Authority. <laughs> How the many parts part, per million of the of the right, chlorine? The funny right? part is though, as I always tell you, I know more about Erie because of this program than I ever did, and I never quite got what was going on down there. Boy, did that guy come across as competent and professional. Absolutely. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, I was so impressed. I was especially enjoying uh, him talking about what happened in Florida with the cyber attack and everything. And, oh, and, yeah. And his honest appraisal. Well, and that's, that was the impetus for us to book him is like, geez, he I was, sure hope this is not going to be a thing that we I mean, have to deal I, with. I was know? really impressed. And then uh, Casey Wells was a great oh, guest yeah, on yeah. Tuesday. Uh, uh, again, so competent and uh uh, just the, the, those two entities are in such good hands. And of course, uh, uh, Kathy and the uh, crew on, uh, on Wednesday. Now I was thinking uh, one question that I think uh, most of your listeners would want to know from Kathy, if I may put that in there, once, once you've got Kathy on there and you know, all the press is there and everything, 
I would say, Kathy, what uh, we're getting a lot of calls here. What people really want to know is uh, when is uh, uh, Phil Kerner Day going to be? There? <laughs> All right. I think I think a lot of people are wondering about yeah. that. And, uh, uh, you know, I think it there, would be there, nice. there, there's a there's a ton of people that want to know. Maybe this caller wants to know. Hi, caller. You're live with Joel, Natalie, Phil and Chaney. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How's how's things? How how can we help you, sir, ma'am? Uh, well, hey, I just wanted to mention because you brought up the um, coal miners going to do the coding. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that there is another problem with that because typically there's not going to be any coding jobs in West Virginia. So they're going to have to move, and who are they going to sell their houses to? Mm, that's a good point. Well, I, I think they're I think they're thinking that they would code. In place, I I honestly don't know. I mean, we do. I mean, we do have coders uh, down on in in the Renaissance Center at at you know at the uh, Radius Cowork and so on. I mean, you can code anywhere, but uh, it is kind of a simplification simplification of of a major change for an individual, especially somebody that's over thirty. You know. Oh, I get that. I get that, but I also feel it's another problem because. If you're new in an industry, they're not going to let you. They're not going to let you do that from home. If you're brand new, you're mm. going to have to go to them, and these poor people aren't going to have anyone to sell their homes to. So they're going to really be raked over the coals in a couple different ways, and I I really feel bad for them. No, I I, so I, I just wanted I to put, I just wanted to put my two cents in. So thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Yep. See ya. Bye bye. You too. Uh, uh, yeah, no, she's absolutely right. I mean, uh, I'm gonna take that two cents and raise it to 50 cents. That was a good point. And again, I've always made this point. We lost a significant part of our soul in this country when we lost our manufacturing. I know people get mad at me when I say that we lose it all. It's still here. Believe me, as somebody who has been in this for, it's not the same. Don't even, even start with it. I saw somebody on Facebook in a machinist group the other day. So they can't even hire it up in Maine. They'll pay people twenty dollars an hour to start, and they can't get an application in. For what now? They'll pay twenty dollars an hour for, for what kind of job? A starting operator of a CNC machine. Basically, you come in fresh off the street. We'll show you how to put parts in and press go, and they can't get applicants. All right. People have been scared away from it again. We're going back to that thing we got into before. Manufacturing's dirty and grungy, and you got to go to college, right? Yeah. So that's another part to add on to what this last caller said, right? Was that, uh, you know, yeah, the vacuum that's left. Now, I agree with what you said. I agree with what she said. Most coders, I think, especially in this environment, are working out of their house now. You can code right from home. I mean, it's you don't need you just need a good computer and a good knowledge base. But she's probably right. If you're brand new, people are probably going to want to watch you over your shoulder a little bit. But right. Uh, but the, they have the vacuum that gets set but, up with. But our pres our president ran his whole campaign, Phil, based on you know, well, we're gonna we're gonna destroy traditional fossil base energy, and we're gonna get all those people to work. Uh, for Silicon Valley, and it's like, huh? Are you kidding well, me? You know, I'll tell you right now: oil powers the real world, and uh, wind powers the fantasy world. Let's just <laughs> get that right straight off the bat. I, okay? I guess, especially if you're in Texas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so, uh, because you know what, the, the the wind power does work in Manitoba, but you gotta have to like 
you know, do a little mitigation when when the winds are 50 miles an hour and, and there's a half of an inch of ice. You well, know? that's going to be a problem, right? So yeah. uh, not not a really good uh, uh, deal there. And, and, and I, you know what, and I, I will not say stuff on the air that I can't back up. So I don't know. That would seem to be a very popular conservative talking point that yeah. Texas, the one of the richest states in the country with natural gas and oil, ran out of fuel during a snowstorm. Hey, I, mean, I got I got two minutes before the break, and I got to throw this out at you and just kind of challenge you for a second. And uh, and Shaney, weigh in on this too. But oh you know, but I'm gonna gang up on. So no, no, no. It has nothing. To, it really has nothing to do with you. But honestly, we we like to say you know that some uh, big bad wolf uh, took away our manufacturing jobs. You know who took away our manufacturing jobs? Are the people that invested in those companies and required uh, bigger and bigger. Um, dividends profits. and profits. Okay. And so you have these CEOs who say, you know what? If I if I move uh, if I outsource this to China or if I move my plant uh, over the border to Mexico, I'm gonna make my shareholders rich. Okay. And so, go ahead. And he's got a fiduciary duty to do that. Right. I mean, once you take over sure. as a public company, so Steris uh, is the big one for me. That all right. So I got about a minute. Me. Go. I got yeah. a minute and a half here to just tell a minute. Quick, Go one minute. Somebody just needs to look at the golf club industry. You know, golf clubs hadn't changed for basically uh, after the, they came up with uh, steel shafts. Golf clubs are golf clubs. You could go up to Kmart and get golf clubs. What changed everything was the great big Bertha back in the nineties. Yeah. Remember that Callaway, yeah, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Well, Callaway went public because it was such a great club, okay? And everybody wanted it. But once they went public, guess what? The drivers change every year. You got to have the new latest and greatest thing to keep the stockholders happy. You can't just put out one driver every eight years now. Mm-hmm. It's the newest tailor. Any any of these public, that's a very simple example, but just go to the great big birth that changed the whole golf industry because they got to keep So up they had to move, stuff. they had to offshore their manufacturing? I don't know about that part yet. Okay. I don't know. I, I'd have to research. I didn't know that was coming up. Right, right, right. The point was they were forced to innovate now every single year because they're a public because company. Because they were a public company, yeah. Right. And I'm sure it goes in. I'm sure I, 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 I could look that up during the break. I'm okay. sure they're doing it in China. All right. It's qu- uh, quarter, uh, yeah, 530. So we've got news. And we've got Lou Dobbs who will talk about finance and also Cal Thomas about politics. It's all coming up here on Talk Erie. And then... The Tool and Die Guy will be back with us here in about eight minutes. 539, our phone number here at Talk Erie and the Joel Natale Show, 814-679-1080. We have our uh, weekly visit with the Tool and Die Guy. Phil Kerner joins us along with Shady Bills, our producer, and you at 814-679-1080. And uh, Phil, I want to take a look and see if... Um, the Erie Diocese is uh, promoting the the um, the fish the fish dinners at uh, at the different Catholic churches. They they used to have that list out, but uh, not exactly seeing that right now. But um, anyway, um, there's all kinds of fish dinners that are out there. You know, that people. Well, can... that is awesome to hear for the people who love. Those fish dinners. So you we'll give, <laughs> need to give them the website. You, you got to go the fish, to. the fish and pro. Fish, I'm looking for the website. Fish, I'm not seeing fish it. Fishdinnersareus.com. <laughs> uh, you know, um, 
since our time runs so yeah quickly here i had a, a few topics i wanted to get your thoughts on uh, both of you guys quickly i'll have to go a little bit rapid fire probably can't do uh really big uh uh in depth discussions but uh i will give you a yoga update i know you guys that's a big part oh, of yeah, we're we're, we're on so. we're with bated breath yeah i was I, on the I, edge I, of my seat yeah, yeah. I, I see you are i can tell you've got your accordion out you're going to play my yoga music for me <laughs> yoga accordion yoga you know a couple things came up this week uh just your thoughts uh tiger woods huh mm. wow oh that's just tragic yeah that is uh really something to see and uh you know at his age with the amount of surgeries he's had um i don't know if he comes back from this one uh this is not they always compare it to the ben hogan 1949 uh, accident he was at the top of his game crushed his legs everything but he's only 35 Tiger's 45, has had multiple surgeries. So my whole thing with this one is um, he was either texting or an animal ran in front of him. Something happened there that surprised him. He hit that median, never hit the brakes. Right. Something's odd there. So uh, I, I I can't wait to hear what the what they come up with. He Apparently, he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't oh, know what happened. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I guess they've moved him to another hospital day. He's moved to Cedar Sinai. He's Cedar Cedar Sinai, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're Cedar Sinai. So that that is uh, uh, just uh, that was sh- that was a pretty big shock. Almost a day, a year to the date that Kobe Bryant got killed. Oh my gosh. So yeah, really crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Same month, anyway. So right. that I thought was interesting. Now another thing that caught my eye this week uh, was that. Uh, did you hear the bill for the Capitol, uh, the riot, the bill that they said the damage was? No. Uh-uh. Ready for this? $30 million. Wow. That's incredible. No, wait. No to- no, no fires. No statues toppled. Yeah. Some broken windows and doors. $30 million. I'm not buying it. Well, it could, it, could, it. it could include overtime and... Uh... And all the all the other stuff that's out there. Let's let's grab a call here. Hey, caller, you're live with Joel Natale, Phil Kerner, and Shady Bills. Hi. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well. Good. Um, yeah. Uh, watching uh, uh, what happened to Tiger brought a couple flashbacks uh, to me, and um, I, you know, when you're in a weird thing like that, something like that happens to you, you find out after the fact. Um, you know, I was listening to the reporter, the um, the policemen that were there on the scene. They said they were talking to him, and he was totally responsive and, and knew who he was, knew what was going on. And then, you know, days later, you know, he doesn't, you know, recall anything. And that's not a good feeling. I know that from personal experience. And it's kind of funny how God made our bodies to be able to go into this, like, emergency mode where, you know, you can give, you know, in in my case, I was telling everyone my, you know, my parents' names and where they live and their phone number. I have no recollection of, of any of this, and I was being told this from someone who called me some time afterwards, and they were telling me all this stuff, and it was kind of funny, but uh, also made me realize that we are pretty am- made amazing to be able to, to handle even the worst of things. And so, I, yeah, I kind of agree with Phil. I hope I hope he, uh, you know, comes out of this okay, you know, but, you know, it's going to be a long road when you break stuff that bad, you know. I think that's the reality. But Well, they're, they're making that comparison to the football uh, quarterback that has fought his way back 
I guess he was with the Washington football team, uh, and he, he was able to play. And again, to get to to break a, a, a tib fib, you know, in multiple places, and uh, yeah. uh, that's one thing. But Tiger yeah. broke his ankle and his feet. That's a whole different thing. And uh, yeah, uh, did, did he break tib and fib too? Or no? I think so. Play? Yeah, multiple, yeah. multiple, yeah. Yeah, when yeah, that's it, it's it's definitely tougher, you know, and I, I know that one from personal experience too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I it, broke my you know. I broke my uh, tibia uh, in in a spiral fracture, and uh, yeah. but uh, you know I'm no athlete, <laughs> you know. When, when when you start getting metal involved and everything, and you're you know the weird thing about your bones is that they actually flex. Yeah, and wow. so um, I still have like one rod left in my in my tib, and. Um, it, it's rather large, but your your bones bend, they mm-hmm. flex, but the metal doesn't. So um, that it's you know after after um, doing a lot of reading for other uh, athletes and stuff, I discovered that um, yeah you don't want to have the rod put in there if you're an athlete because or you're you, you're you know, athletic because it definitely comes back to get you. You can't you can't your body can't handle. It's like having a sledgehammer inside your leg. Oh you know, <laughs> it's not yeah. a good idea. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've been able to recover from your injury, and we wish the best for Tiger. Thanks so much. Yeah, I, I wanted to say something about uh, Phil was talking about the um, uh, how how does the uh, maybe it was you talking about how does Texas, the most oil rich <laughs> state in the in the United States run out of oil, run out of resources to keep the electricity on. It's insane. And um, it, it's actually, I was listening to the uh, former uh, assistant uh, to the Obama administration for the Secretary of Energy. He's the Secretary of Energy, and he's in Texas, and he was saying that basically the incentivization of the green um, you know, uh, electricity sources, generators, solar panels um, only account for roughly about 10% of their energy, okay? But it, because of that, what a lot of people don't understand is that when you have these large, whatever, whatever you want to power them with, coal, oil, whatever you're powering these power plants with, you can't just fire them up on a, on a you know, five-minute notice or even half-hour notice or even a couple of days notice, depending on the situation of these things are made to... Um, people understand the basic principle of a solar panel. If you open end that, you're not causing any damage. If you open end a large generator, wind or turbine, whatever, you will burn it up. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't just fire these things on and off like you would a, a backup generator at your house. These things are huge. They're making megawatts of power. Right. And um, so basically, what happened is. They have a lot of these other plants that they could use, but they couldn't bring them online because of the weather and other things that if they had already been running, it would have been no problem. So what happened is that a lot of these um, uh, wind fields and stuff that are in Texas is, once again, a large portion of them are actually owned by the French. And so, and what people understand about why these things so if you're to have like solar and wind these greener sources they cost a lot more money for let's say kilowatt hour to produce electricity 
than a coal burning plant. But there's like uh, subsidies that are that are backing that up to kind of make it worthwhile for those for those energy companies. It's a debacle in in uh, right. in right. Texas. Supposed, it's just a debacle. pay for that offset it to make them be able to produce it at yeah. a level that they can undercut the coal plants. Right. And so the coal right. plants aren't weren't there. So that's why this happened was because we once again that wasn't a step towards energy defi- uh, independence yeah. or independence. It was an inefficient move that, you know, now Texas is going to um and just a, a another quick side note, um, as far as wind generators and solar, Germany has basically been crunching the math over the last since about 10 years ago when I was last over there doing some work and talking with some of the engineers, they have done an about-face and are looking at bringing coal plants back Is online. That because, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Hey, thanks yep. for all the insight. I really, really appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Take it you easy. Too. Take care. All right. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Well, I was going to say Texas is just a, a nightmare yeah, for well, this whole thing. Texas just needs to call me, of course. <laughs> Because I have the solution to this whole problem. It's very simple. You take that wind turbine and you just plug it into a coal plant and you're done. All right. I don't think it works that's that way. The way that's no, that's the way it needs to work, Joe. I, mean, I, I I love the idea of, of renewable energy, but it's a it's a all of the above scenario. And certainly the center of the universe for oil and gas, Texas, shouldn't should not have been in that situation where they just got caught uh, totally unprepared for this situation. It's insane. It's insane that that happened. All right, are you are you interested in the in the fish fries or no? Or do you have another point? Oh, I, I was listening to the coal stuff. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, what I wanted to talk about was the elephant in the room. Okay. I understand you've got a very special guest coming on Monday. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we got yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. You know, you know the elephant <laughs> in the room is. Well, you you are better be very careful. Well, you know, I feel kind of used here. I feel like you spent the last ten weeks grooming me just to get in good with the queen. All right. We were already good with the queen. <laughs> we, yeah, but, we we had to mitigate the circumstances of your contagion with the queen. Uh, because we associated uh, ourselves with you, you know. Uh, you know, all this could have been handled for, with a very small stack of George Washington. I was going to say, oh. you know, actually, you should have asked for Benjamins. <laughs> oh. So uh, that's going to be uh, a really fun call. And uh, uh, she's always asking me, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's it like down there? Because she doesn't come down when I'm on the on the. On the Right, and she's gonna be flying solo because I don't leave work till four thirty, and I think she's out of four. So, you know uh, what she's done for and with women over these years, and she is a woman making history from the Mercy Center. There you and go. She didn't have to remind me that. I remember it now. Uh, that was a big deal, you know, from the mm-hmm. governor and a big proclamation, and everything. And uh, uh, for any woman entrepreneur out there that needs support or is thinking about getting uh, into uh, business on their own on any level, you know. Uh, that's she works with the newbies. Boy, that's her deal. She either works with that's the newbies awesome. or Erie Insurance executives. <laughs> Very so, cool. Yeah, so that'll be a fun, fun call for you guys. So yeah. I'm looking forward to tuning in that day. So um, I guess the only thing I got left, I was so relieved. Oh, I did see this one. Did you know they're proposing a law in California 
that will find department stores $1,000 if you separate the toys for boys and girls. Well, okay. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I, yeah, I'm not going to go there at all. So um, <laughs> I don't even know what the point is. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, fish fries. Here we are. Uh, all Saints in Wat- All Saints in Waterford, four thirty to seven. Uh, Ten dollars for adults. Um, uh, Cranesville Volunteer Fire Department, Cranesville uh, tonight, four thirty to seven. Uh, Call-in orders and uh, fish and shrimp. Uh, Holy Cross in Fairview, takeout only. That to- started out tonight. Fish, shrimp, or combo. Also mac and cheese. Uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Sheffner Hall. Uh, again tonight four to seven. Um, looks like the Polish Falcons three to seven uh, tonight uh, on East Third Street. Perch haddock or shrimp. Um, Saint Luke's uh, Parish parking lot. Big fish pierogies and mac and cheese. Ten bucks a person. Uh, Saint Sands and Holy Trinity. Uh, actually, that's not t- for a couple more weeks. Uh, da da da, I and Spartansburg, uh, uh, fire department, um, fried fish or chicken fingers. All right, there's your, there's your fish, uh, fish fry, uh, Lenten fish fry, uh, lineup here. Let me go to my break where we take a minute and we'll be back to wrap things up with Shaney and, and also Phil Kerner, the tool and die guy here, uh, on, uh, 550. 554, our final uh, segment here for the week here on Talk Erie. And um, before we get the yoga update, Shaney, what we do have the queen, Heidi Kerner, uh, joining us here on Monday, don't we? Sure do. We are kicking off Women's History Month with a woman who is currently making history here in Erie. So we will talk to the queen, Phil Kerner's wife, Heidi Parkerner. Beautiful. Just try to stay on topic, okay? I know what you guys all really <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, we, we, we will be throwing you under the bus multiple times. All righty. Yeah. Um, so so that's Monday. we got another full week of programming. Phil, i got to do a little, uh, little closed-circuit advisory to you. Next Friday, we're going to be live at the Sport and RV show. Are you able to join us live? Can I bring my RV? Well, no, not inside the building. That would be so epic. <laughs> it would be epic, yes. Oh, yeah. What time? Uh, you can come anytime starting at 3. Yeah. All right. Let me work on something. I'll work that out. Yes, I'll be there. Do I get to, like, ask people questions? And stuff? Absolutely. Like, yeah. We're going to we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have uh, uh, you know, Captain um, uh, Cap- Captain Pete Alex will be with us. We're, tr- we're trying to get Jerry Scripsack from the Sons of Lake Erie and Ed Kissel and, you know, all of our buddies, you know. My first gig. I am. Excited. I'm going to get a tuxedo, I think. <laughs> Please don't. Pitchy, pitchy wear, wear, some, wear something like you would wear in the outdoors when you're camping. All right. Uh, y- you've got the last minute and a half. Go. All right. First of all, yoga update. All right. As you know, the, uh, part of the New Year's uh, goals that my wife set out for me were uh, was yoga twice a week. And we did discover something uh, this past week, which was really great. It's called chair yoga. So you sit in the chair instead of rolling around on the hardwood floor. So that's been epic because it's not quite as tough on your knees. But what we're going to, I'm thinking we're going to look up next is going to be uh, uh, chair and wine yoga. Then oh. we'll have this master. 
this will have this physical fitness. Unless you had some cheese to the you know? yoga. I mean, well, no, night. that would be no, no, no. That would be unhealthy. Come on, Joel. <laughs> right. This is exercise. All right. You, you know, I've been doing a little bit of strength training, and I, boy, am I needing to, you know, build Do up my up. strength. But yep. it's interesting how, um, you know, it is interesting how that. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? That they incorporate yoga stuff on your cool down. And so we're doing like uh, boxes and and, uh, downward dogs and stuff like that as part of the strength training, you know. Well, I guess we have a couple minutes left. I'll give you my uh, parting advice for the week. And I always learn from different people and different walks of life. And one of the guys I really enjoy talking to work at work is lives on a farm. He runs a farm. All right. And it's like a hundred acre farm. It's been like in a family for three generations. I love talking to him. He's got a, one of those goats at the fainter. We get scared of faints. I mean, so I get lots of good stories here, but the best advice I got from this guy about a week ago was never pee on an electric fence. <laughs> okay. And on that note. And if you really think about that, there's a reason why you don't do that. I get you. Thank you so much, Phil Curter. Thank you, Shaney Bills. Thank you, dear listener. Thanks to the mayor, Joe Schember. Appreciate him very, very much. And dear listener, have a great weekend. God bless. We will see you Monday.